Welcome back to The Ron Show. This is the final segment for Monday, December 26, 2022. I'm your host, Ron Roberts. Phone number 404-919-2725. Ron at ronshowatl.com. Past uh, segment, archives, and more at ronshowatl.com. We're on with Kate Lincoln Goldfinch, who is an attorney, an immigration attorney, and she is the CEO of Lincoln Goldfinch Law in Austin, Texas. Hey, real quick, how'd the power grid hold up out there? Well, I, so far, so good. Uh, we had a, a big freeze over the weekend, and uh, I had a burst pipe on Christmas Eve at my house, but the mm-hmm. lights stayed on. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, did, did the gifts make it through the, the water issue? Did the what? The gifts, did they make it through the water issue? No, no, uh, no, no lost gifts uh, under the tree or anything like that? Oh, right. No, no. I really lucked out because it was a pipe out front, and so all the water just went into the yard. Oh, okay. All right. (laughs) It was great. Had a frosty yard. That's not a bad thing. Right, exactly. All right. So I wanted to talk to you real quick so we had a few more minutes. Um, We were talking about, you know, the inflow and outflow of workers coming to the United States. A lot of folks aren't aware that, like, this is a man-made problem that we're dealing with in a lot of respects, uh, that there used to be circular flow in mm-hmm. this country where folks would come and work and go back. And it's no different in my mind than when I used to live in Augusta, Georgia, but my radio station was in North Augusta, South Carolina. I would travel across the border <laughs> every day, work, and I would pay taxes in South Carolina and just show Georgia that I paid taxes there and it was all good. Why do we not have something like that in this country in agreement with Mexico anymore? Well, that was the idea in the last piece of major immigration legislation that we had, which was about 40 years ago when Mm. we had amnesty. And the idea was let's legalize everybody who's in the country and then let's create a system where people can, you know, engage in circular migration. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the problem is Congress never got together to actually pass that law. So it built back up the population of people here who were coming you know, without legal status. Mm-hmm. Um, then 9-11 happened and it made the passage of legislation even harder. And then what happened after that was the border was relatively porous for most of that time. So it was easy for people to to come in and out. But post 9-11, border enforcement began, you know, really in earnest um, mm-hmm. during the uh, Bush administration. This was Michael Chertoff was DHS secretary. He came down and made a big announcement. This was like 2005. Mm-hmm. And this was when I was uh, starting as an immigration lawyer. Um, and what happened then was people, the circular migration, the porous borders ended in that era. Mm-hmm. So people really couldn't just cross without getting apprehended um, mm-hmm. most of the time. So what that meant is it kept all the migrants who had been coming and going really trapped in the U.S. Right. And, and, and in my experience, it's been really heartbreaking to see because it has it's been its own separation of families, right? Where dads, husbands, moms would come here, they'd work, they'd send money home to their kids, and then they stopped going home because it was too difficult to get back in. Mm. And so um, ever since, in the last 15, 20 years, families have really become separated because the border is so safe. Mm. Uh, but the, the the bad part about that, right, is that we haven't, like we've been talking about, ever passed immigration legislation that allows people like these immigrants who are low, medium-skilled workers to come and go, which is what would we 
best for everyone. I mean, mm-hmm. what we really need is people in this mid-skill level in terms of immigration. Uh, we really already, you know, of course we need some high-skilled migrants, um, you know, engineers, PhDs, et cetera. But the real bulk of our needs as an economy are there in the low and mid-skill workers. Uh, and we just don't have a system that supports that from an immigration lens. And I would understand from a political will standpoint, if this weren't to me, in my mind, my simplistic mind anyway, to be I, I, a meeting of the middle, would it not? I mean, we, we seem to have this reticence on the right for fear that there are going to be political ramifications if we uh, citizenize a bunch of folks who are coming from our southern border. They think they're going to pay for that at the ballot box. Okay, fine. Then let's just get back to circular flow and let the economy, uh, you know, benefit from the from the labor uh Uncle Sam's coffers would also benefit from mm-hmm. from the taxation, but they wouldn't pay the price at the ballot box. So I don't understand why we can't just get back to that as some sort of a meeting in the middle. I don't think I can answer that question for you because you're asking me about a, a particular aspect of human nature that I don't <laughs> get. Yeah. I don't carry that, whatever that is. But what I can say is in studying immigration policy historically in the U.S., this this issue has repeated itself time and again. It's just that we're marginalizing a different type of immigrant. Yeah. You know, in the beginning, 90% of immigrants were white, were Protestant, were English speaking, and it was the Germans, it was the Irish, right. it was the Italians, it was the Jews, and then it was the, you know, the people from China. Um, and so it's like we've said and done all of the things that we're doing now about migrants, just to different populations. Yeah. And it really, you know, if you start looking at the political cartoons from the mid 1800s, right. I mean, you could just like, it's rinse and repeat, right. really. And I, why we do this as a, as a, as a like species, I don't know. I cannot answer that question for you. Yeah, it's funny. I was watching uh, a past season of Jack Ryan on Amazon Prime, and there was even this this thread of xenophobia, even in in, in French culture when it came to Islam. It's not it's not something that the United States is alone in experiencing. So I, I guess I have that to to hang my hat on or, or fall back on, thinking it's not just an American issue. It's a human nature issue, as you pointed out before. I guess, but you know, I mean. Isn't it so wonderful and special, this country that we live in, where you can go and get cuisine from all over the world and engage in experiences from all over the globe? I mean, this is such a special, diverse place. And I, I, you would think that people would appreciate that and, and understand the connection between that and ongoing immigration. That's what one would hope and think. (laughs) Well, listen, I appreciate the time. You have uh, been a fountain of information. Let's do stay in touch. That is Kate Lincoln Goldfinch at Lincoln Goldfinch Law. That is really hard to say, by the way. uh, uh, (laughs) You know, you get used to it when it's your name your whole life. (laughs) I guess so. In Austin, Texas. Kate, I appreciate the time. Thanks for uh, talking with us today. It's been a pleasure. For the rest of you, back tomorrow, 5 to 6 America 1 Radio. See you then.